Hi, and welcome to the Miss Spirituality Podcast, a podcast where we talk about everyday life from the perspective of a modern woman on her own spiritual journey. On these podcasts, we'll talk about relationships, spirituality, science, mental health, and so much more. I hope you'll join us as we navigate what it's like to be a spiritual person in the modern day. Don't forget to like and subscribe to never miss an episode. Welcome back to the Miss Spirituality Podcast. We're back. (laughs) (laughs) How's everyone doing? Good. Good. Yeah. All three of us are back. And we are here to greet you and (laughs) yes live and uh to catch up how's everyone doing hopefully well um this is kind of like a birthday podcast but also that feeds into the the subject for today i just had a birthday on may 5th and I made it one more year and um, my birthday just happens to fall in spring so I feel like that goes with the theme of what I believe um, everyone might be experiencing at this time or maybe could relate or even if you can't completely relate um, you may have in the past related to this or maybe you're inspired by it um but today's topic is going to be rebirth and its many forms and I think that that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people and it shows up in our lives in many different ways so this was a great subject and I don't know I think that we can all I kind of reflect on that right now. So any thoughts, ladies? Just wanted to wish you a happy birthday. Oh, yeah. Happy <laughs> Thank birthday. You. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a way to start off, you know, 2023. I feel mm-hmm. like I've had a late start, but um, here we are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't feel it until like the springtime, I feel like that feels like the beginning rather than like. January definitely yeah, and, it's, and it's just barely starting to feel nice in Chicago right now yeah mm-hmm. we've had a few like nice um days little glimpses of spring and summer which is really nice for us here in Chicago considering how dark and cold it gets throughout the winter time and mm-hmm. it's a, like three months plus of just like really, really gloomy weather. And the cold and, is not fun. And it feels like lately we've had a monsoon here. It just keeps raining, which is good for the plants, I admit. But it, it mm-hmm. feels like, yeah, the weather's been kind of up and down. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, which is really interesting about that, um, just the subject of like the rebirth. Um, I believe, I strongly believe, and I've heard that there's like um, 
this new energy you get every year on your birthday it's like a new like I don't know a new um second wind for the for the year so you get like Mm -hmm. replenished almost and I definitely Mm -hmm. feel that to be true Mm -hmm. you know and kiss by the sun one more time yeah (laughs) around the world definitely definitely so here I am again here we all are again yeah I I feel like I've been asleep honestly I've been going through transitions myself and it's just like very much matches the seasons and I feel like it's been interesting to to see how much the seasons and the weather affect me mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah and it's been a minute since we've recorded I don't yeah, even know it's been a while it's been a while yeah yeah I was gonna ask um how does this birthday I guess feel um, you know, I've never, well, that's not hundred percent true, but in the past, there was quite a bit of time that I didn't really have a good relationship with my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, it was always just like a really horrible day for me. Like it just was for a while. I believed it to be bad luck. Like it just wasn't a great experience. And I think some of that had to do with, I don't know just like trauma when we're young Mm -hmm. um anxiety uh just being with the wrong people like having the wrong people around there's nothing that'll make you feel more alone or insignificant than like not feeling remembered on your birthday because I feel like I was thinking about like why do we celebrate birthdays but it's like there was two funny things to it and it was like yay they're celebrating the fact that you exist and mm-hmm. that you still exist <laughs> mm-hmm. that's how yeah, i that feel you, that you've made it this far yeah. yeah but it wasn't until later on that when i had like good friends that would show up and and do something and when i felt better and i started taking more control over like how i spent my day on my birthday um, it started getting better every single year. I've had ups and downs, just again, some people that may not have made my birthday feel worth it. Like, just like, I don't know, there's always a lot of pressure around your birthday, don't you feel? Yeah, yeah I guess as you get older, too, and I'll just speak from my experience, just as you get older, there's this kind of like self pressure that kind of gets you down. At least it gets me down like, like a week before my birthday. It's like, what mm-hmm. am I going to do? What am I going to do? <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, and sometimes, you know, once you're, once you go past the date and you do celebrate it, you're around good people, family. Um, I think when I was younger, I felt like I wanted to do a lot more mm-hmm. and, you know, and I had those days. I, I even once, through like an art show birthday party Mm -hmm. Uh, because I wanted to be surrounded by art and artists and music and you know good times I think but after that birthday like I fulfilled that dream but I was the one who curated it you know after Mm -hmm. I fulfilled that dream thereafter 
I just wanted to take it easy after after that. Mm-hmm. Like as as you know, we, I've had birthdays where just the three of us get together and we have a tea party, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and that just that just feels cozy and nice to me. And I think that's what I fall back on as I get older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like as I've not felt pressure from anything, I've really really grown to enjoy my time and the company of my family and the selective company of people Mm -hmm. who are important to me. And even though on the day I didn't do like a ton, I actually had a great birthday. Like the day of was really Mm -hmm. good. And, you know, I thought because I wasn't really doing anything, but spending time with me and my kids and like, think I was running errands like I made it enjoyable because one you get birthday freebies (laughs) which (laughs) I enjoy um oh my son Bastion he took me to the movies and I did not expect that and I haven't been to the movies in a minute and we saw John Wick which a huge fan of Keanu Reeves and I it was (laughs) Like, oh my gosh, just me and him and Serenity was still in school. So I got one-on-one time with him. And then afterwards, me and her mm-hmm. went to go run an errand. And I got my free Starbucks, which I Hi. love Starbucks. You know, maybe not so much the company's ethics lately. But, you know, I do like my coffee. And oh, I like yes, free we do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I got my coffee and me and my daughter and... Loki, my dog, we went on a long walk, and that day on the 5th was really nice out. It was mm-hmm. super sunny, and I was like, wow, and I got, like, a little cake for me to share with the kids. Like, it was really good, and I really mm-hmm. didn't need too much, and I was really happy that day, and it was funny leading up to that day. Like, the weather was iffy, but it's crazy because, like I said before, it was really sunny out and very warm on that day. It was like perfect. It was the perfect day, just the right, you know, amount of effort. It was just, you know, just turned out. I thought I'd feel a little sad, like, Oh, I don't know what I was doing, but everything worked out perfectly. Sometimes it's nice to just leave it to, to be, you know, content with what you have and you never know what more you're going to get. If you're happy with where you're at right now, and what you have going on, then anything else is just like an addition to. And I felt that on my birthday. And then I got a chance to spend time with the, the I don't want to say extended family, but everybody else. Like you guys went over there. That food was good. <laughs> we had food and cake. That was enjoyable too. So I, I had a really good birthday this year with no bells and whistles. Like there was effort, but it wasn't like trying too hard or you know, not being in the, the wrong company where people can make you feel like a burden or mm-hmm. it feels forced. I think mm-hmm. it just was a, like a, I don't know. And I felt the energy shift and I felt like I was more, I don't know. I felt that like revival almost. And yeah, it was a really good birthday. So yeah, I enjoyed it. That's Aww. good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think sometimes um, 
like expectations and pressures for our birthdays are like I don't I personally don't don't like that like it gives me anxiety to have to like plan yeah for my birthday so I just yeah, our birthdays like, are complicated I say our birthdays because uh Christina's birthday is a day before mine so, so it's kind of like back to back in October and then we have to like compete with Halloween and Artist Month and Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It, it's I, a lot. <laughs> I compete yeah. with Mother's Day, actually. Yeah, that's and that's true. Wait, what am I talking about? I literally compete with Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, yes, on my that's birthday, true. I that's posted true. about that. I made a, a sly shade on Cinco de Mayo because it's like. <laughs> <laughs> like I think that's what day. it reminds me of. It would. That's why I would get so much FOMO too. Is because. Everybody is celebrating my birthday, but not everybody is celebrating me on my birthday. I'm, I'm, I'm kind yeah. of glad that we that we had some margaritas uh, for your birthday because it kind of felt like we were kind of doing both, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And every time we would plan Olga's birthday at a restaurant, it was always overbooked. So it was mm-hmm. kind of nice that w- we had a family get together and we had lots of, we had enchiladas, uh, just a bit of margarita, not not too much, and it was just perfect. It was, it was enjoyable. It was like the whole family was included. So yeah, yeah, that was really nice, and it has been a minute. So mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So now that I got my energy back, now here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> New chapter. Yeah. But speaking on like just re revival, rebirth, um, I know that you guys were talking about like just the renewal of spring and what that brings about. And um, I know you had some some topics, Carol, you know, just like reflecting on just um, how did you word it? Uh, I, I consider it like, like, I guess the the idea of identity popped up for me that mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically how it started was, I'll tell the story because it's kind of funny. Um, so, you know, I wanted my therapist to see the kind of artwork I did. And so I, I looked myself up on, <laughs> on the web. And, you know, um, I can usually find myself pretty easily, but uh, this time I had to kind of scroll and I know it's been a minute (laughs) (laughs) and I looked up my name and like there was a dozen Carolina Reyes's and I was just feeling feisty and I was like, I was like, look at these bitches. (laughs) 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 They're trying to take my top tier Mm -hmm. and it got me thinking like, I usually use my middle name to identify me specifically, but even then I couldn't find myself. And isn't that kind of ironic? It's kind of like part of my journey as well is to try to find myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so and so I was like, maybe I, I can't even find myself on the web anymore, you know, and, and obviously years have passed. There's more people doing art, art in the world under that name and 
there was even like a spiritual healer and an artist and I was like what the heck you know? mm-hmm. <laughs> and and so I was like this is you know I want to rebrand everything and I guess it that idea of identity popped up and so this was a good time to kind of rebrand myself and what that means for where I am right now mm-hmm. um and so I going forward I'm going to be using my middle name to identify me particularly and I just felt like everything needed to be revamped you know reborn uh re you know rebranded and and mm-hmm. so it got me questioning that old identity and mm-hmm. I often feel like my artwork you know I have some good stuff I, I just feel like you know like old they're they're kind of like old photos when you look at yourself in old photos it's like those were good times but it's not me anymore you know and so it got me thinking of like that whole rebirth rebranding you know like what is your identity um like moving forward absolutely i can relate mm-hmm. to that a lot mm-hmm. um but I feel like I do that to myself. Like that's something that I realize is part of my um, cycle. My internal evolution is often rebranding myself or reinventing myself. And mm-hmm. whether or not other people see it or if they're involved, you know, is neither here nor there necessarily. But I, I cycle through. And not everybody goes through such ex- extreme cycling. But I almost feel, and it, it very much, to me, mirrors the, like, the phoenix. Mm-hmm. Where it's the, the burning of, like, the crash and burn. The death of, the complete death of the animal. And then arising from the ashes into a brand new bird, essentially. Um, and it's funny because the phoenix is reborn. Once it it burns bright, then crashes and dies and then gets reborn. And I feel like in the past year, that has been the theme. But like I said, the last couple of months for me personally was a lot of that. And that's left me I was in the I guess I would say in the cycle of the ashes where everything was kind of gone everything from the past is eliminated and so like you as I'm starting to be slightly reborn or catch amber or whatever or start anew I'm like looking around as well and I'm like there's a lot of things that don't fit me anymore. There's a lot of things that don't match who I am anymore. There's a lot of people who don't, don't even know who I am anymore. Like I'm so different now, just in Mm -hmm. the last couple of months, things have changed. And so, you know, part of me taking a break was I really had to look and I still am figuring that out. Like, what does that mean? What does that Mm -hmm. mean for me? What does that mean in what I produce? What does that mean what I'm putting out there? And even more so, where 
does that take my path and what direction am I going on now? What direction am I taking this to suit me better? Because it's, it's just like, um, for me, it's always improving though. It's more authentic. It's like searing away the things that really don't resonate with you anymore. I think those are good questions to ask Olga. And I, I'm not sure, you know, that obviously I can't say that everyone does, but I, I find that it's, it's an important question to ask in one's life mm-hmm. because we're bombarded by so much in the environment, on social media, on the news, for God's sakes. Um, I think I was listening to like a lot of like YouTubers talking about like, you know, about the minimalist movement about, you know, less is more and Mm -hmm. not to identify with like brands, like designer brands. There was one video that was called uh, how designer brands keep you broke. (laughs) So it's, it's interesting. There's all this like, propaganda out there and I think it's an important question to ask where you are and what's important to you in your life going forward yeah definitely yeah definitely we are not our belongings you know I think it's interesting too when it comes to like um I guess something as simple as clothing um Mm -hmm. and identity I think I think all those things are, are identities. It's like whether you're minimalist or maximalist mm-hmm. or into this into eco friendly things or into into whatever. All of those things are identities and and as well as like and then I guess you can go into the realm of archetype too. Like they're just kind of I don't think they're bad. I just think they help us to like navigate our lives and they don't always they don't always we don't always stay to one thing you know definitely Um, I think it's interesting like I feel like personally like with like because I like clothing but I I find myself like shedding my identity through clothing as well like it's like I'll have something I'll put on and it's like who is this like what what am I doing wearing this this isn't fit this doesn't mm-hmm. fit me. It doesn't feel comfortable. And yeah, and then I'll just kind of, I guess, look for something different because of, of and it could be as simple as like, I feel like I've, like you're saying, like Olga and Carol, like, like it could be like you went through a life change, a life shift. And, and the growing as they, a person. Yeah. And, and even those things can like affect like what you you wear and I know it sounds superficial it could sound superficial but it it doesn't for me because it's just like it's like a cocoon you know Mm -hmm. like it helps you to like feel comfortable and if if that doesn't suit like you as a person then it's just it's just kind of you you shut it away it's like no who is this you know who is this person it's not I'm no longer this person I don't feel comfortable with these things so it's like shedding that I guess I guess it's one way of communicating right they say Mm -hmm. that the majority of how we communicate is through our body language Mm -hmm. and that body needs to be cloaked most Mm -hmm. of the time you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So, yeah. And so it's, it's a lot. An, an identity. I think it's whether we want, like I said, whether we want to, I guess, think about that way or not. Or not. Right. Yeah. It's an like identity in, in society, you know. And and I know you were saying, like, it, it's um, kind of like a vain thing. But I think that people do uh, communicate in a vain way sometimes. Um, I guess I, I guess some people believe that I don't believe that it is, but I think maybe it might come off to some people as like, oh you're just superficial. But even those people who believe that clothing is is a superficial way to like express yourself, those people are mm-hmm. also w- dressing in a way that might be anti clothing. That's still an identity, you know. And the reason why I was saying that is because even if you agree with it or not. Like, mm-hmm. like, obviously, I don't, I don't believe in that. I, I believe in being comfortable. And I do like fashion. Right. Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't discount the fact of if I dress a certain way, people look at me differently or treat me badly or treat me great on on a good, well dressed day. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. And that's, <clears throat> that's, that's because of that, their relationship with the identity, and their mm-hmm. preconceived, like, ideas of what that is yeah and it's funny like listening to you guys explain that it's interesting in in the the terminology superficial it's Mm -hmm. you know it's not necessarily a good or bad terminology it's only stating the layer of depth it takes to identify it you know So a lot of us and a lot of the way we do move in the world has a superficial layer. And that's the first layer Mm -hmm. that usually people come into contact with. And Mm -hmm. it, it shapes and usually is an expression of the internal layer, the, the foundations of who we are. And the superficial layer is what we're able to adjust and Mm -hmm. control you know Mm -hmm. at least and I feel like if people engage with each other on a superficial layer it's it's not bad or good but Mm -hmm. if you are trying to connect with people or identify who they are and what they're really about you do have to spend time getting to know them further than a superficial layer however Mm -hmm. sometimes a superficial layer is exactly what it should do you know it's it's what Mm -hmm. we do in nature like it gives a display and it's very enjoyable sometimes to interact with or observe and enjoy you know Mm -hmm. not everybody's willing to or everybody needs to invest in such such depth of everything you know yeah that's true and I think that it's very true because it's like we do need that like you're saying we need that superficial layer for enjoyment and like even going back to what carol was saying about like her identity online it's like it's um it's important to create that for the create creativity purpose of Mm -hmm. you know like art and and enjoyment like we need that in our our culture not just you know it's interesting too cuz cuz even when you said that it's it sounds like what the basis of it is really identification you know difference mm-hmm. but similarity mm-hmm. um 
it's identifying who you are as a person in a massive sea of what could be interpreted Mm -hmm. as you until you really truly look you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um it's just interesting it really is it's it's a creative way to express yourself yeah uh, in identity just Mm -hmm. the way clothes are you know yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but see and that's what's wonderful is that you can do that through your art you can do that through your clothing you can do Mm -hmm. that through your content now or the way that you Mm -hmm. engage and the way you speak I think those are all tools and wonderful tools to like engage with the world and express what's Mm -hmm. resonating out of you and to have a voice yeah advocate for yourself yeah or just like be just radiate what you are and who you are and to some people they don't need to be moved or interested in it but some people are really truly inspired by those things and it kind of Mm -hmm. in gives them some life and almost like you're sharing your essence with people mm-hmm. and that's a gift I love that yeah I also definitely. think of it as also like you know I guess switching the identity into like taking up space mm-hmm. you know? so, some of us out here we allow others to take up space but we don't take up our own space and I think I think this is a good way of, of doing that you know, in an expressive way. And why not? We exist, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think mm-hmm. that I've I've been told that I do take up space. And it was such a great compliment. I really appreciated that compliment. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it means that like, in the way that I perceived the compliment, it meant that I was in my own. Like I was, mm-hmm. I was, being and not like trying to withhold mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah. that's something I work really hard to try and and develop you know mm-hmm. definitely and it's hard mm-hmm. I think yeah. to be honest like I'm still I'm still working on that but it it, it really means like you're comfortable in yourself you know mm-hmm. like you you're taking up space because you're your own individual person and you're allowed to be in that space as, as well as anyone else. Yeah. I, guess I, I feel, I feel like both of you, I, I feel like um, I haven't taken up space the way I'd like to. Mm. And I don't think it comes easy to me. Um, but it's something I've been working on is making Mm -hmm. sure I take up space, (laughs) be Mm -hmm. proactive about it. Yeah. Um, I was telling you girls, and I also recommended this book to my brother, Michael. um, But I recently was listening to the audio book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Mm. And, Mm -hmm. and I think that that it's a very funny, you know, described storytelling of, of these bits of uh, golden nuggets of knowledge. Um, but yeah, I guess in, in that way, it's about not worrying about the things you you don't have to worry about. I think, you know, people are so consumed with, I guess, comparison and worrying about what's going on or how everybody's being treated. And, 
you know, there's just a lot going on. But mm-hmm. I guess the book was talking about how, you know, you can't give a fuck about everything. You're going to fail, you know. So mm-hmm. be sure when you're giving a fuck, make sure that it's with the things that are important to you. Yes. That are worth it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say something in regards to that in, in my own way of understanding it mm-hmm. through my own experience, because I, I've struck, I still struggle with that, you know, not caring and really feeling like I have permission to be myself or to say anything or take up any space at all. Mm-hmm. Um, just in regards to what you said, you can't give a fuck about everything because not everything gives a fuck about you. That's true. And he talks about and, that. And I, that's exactly what I feel um, is one of those lessons that like is, is really, it resonates to me in what I've experienced, but even like the stuff that I've read and it sounds like that book too, that you're talking about. It's just like, mm-hmm. you know, we do worry and we're so, preconceived and preconcerned with um everything around us and Mm -hmm. sometimes because because that's how you're brought up or your gender or just you need to be aware of everything around you because of your safety there's so many reasons to to want to or to fit in and be accepted or to find compatible friends or partners but yeah that's really true you can't you just it's not possible to care more about everything else. Like you do have to be particular about what you are investing and sacrificing yourself for, you know, in some mm-hmm. cases, because really yeah. some of that shit that we worry about and some of the shit that we're worried about people judging us for, or, or like, perhaps not feeling like we have the right to do a lot of that stuff. People are going to judge you regardless. You can mm-hmm. do everything right. And people will still, if they want to find something wrong with you, they will. They just will. And on the opposite end, people don't actually care. Yeah. That's <laughs> very true too. They, they said that they're like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't worry so much about yourself if you really knew how little people thought of you. Yeah, and negative. Way. They're hard, just so worried about true. their own. Yeah, <laughs> because they're worried about their own self. They're too busy worrying about themselves that they're not going to worry about you. You know. Mm-hmm. So why worry? And, and that gives me a sense of relief. You know. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what he says in the book. Is that yeah. it, it? It lessens up all the expectations that you would have had for yourself based yeah. on that. So it's very liberating and freeing. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I'm trying to move into that more because mm-hmm. I think what is more frustrating than the judgment I've received um, about the things I do or the way that I move in the world or or any decisions I make or just like the fact that I exist, I've often held myself back and have trained myself to hold myself back and I really wish there were certain times that I had not because whatever reason I had for, for not pursuing or working harder towards something I wanted to do instead of trying to do what everyone else thought was right. 
I feel like I, I, I don't try to regret things, but I do feel like I, I would have been okay trying or experiencing those things because I think eventually I'm coming around to wanting to do that anyways. I just kind of prolonged the wait. You know what I mean? What is yeah. one thing that you regret not doing because of that? Um, working for myself and pursuing my own personal interests instead of trying to do things in a linear way with like this podcast earlier on in life um, Mm. feeling like I could put myself out there more I think that even at the beginning of YouTube (laughs) when we made all those (laughs) memes I was I went to school for multimedia production that would have been perfect and everybody back then thought it was a silly little thing and I was feeling silly and I made a couple things if I had stuck with that instead of trying to be so streamlined and not allowing myself to think outside the box like I should have I could have done something more and I don't feel like deeply regretful but I do look back and I'm like oh that could have gone a different direction someone's making lots of money out of that idea now you know and that didn't make I don't regret that now but I do feel like there's the lesson that you know next time don't wait next time don't hold yourself back so much because Mm -hmm. you know you will be a target sitting in your house and being visible to everyone else it doesn't matter like you can't hide from things and you can't always be um you can't always sit in the background and seamlessly flow with everybody you will eventually stand out and some people take advantage of that and really own it and other people really just try to cut big parts of themselves away and sometimes even fight evolving and fight um, growing and changing just so they can maintain where they're at or do things that you know won't cause too much problems or ruffle too many feathers they'd rather just stay in between the lines you know what I mean and that's fine Um, but you know some of us just no matter what we do will always be louder and more unique and just more out there and I think the the sooner you flow with it and evolve the the easier it can be on you and your relationship with yourself rather than your relationship with what you think you know about everyone else like you know what I mean does that make sense yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, like what you think other people would um like idealize you as I guess Mm -hmm. this is how I should be in other people's eyes versus this is how I want to be because this is who I am you know Mm -hmm. yeah what is one thing you regret Christy based on that idea Um, not having done I think I would have liked to travel abroad for school and study abroad and a that's a good one. Good. Yeah, that's a good one. 
Yeah, part of me was. I mean, I could have, I could have come up, came up with a way financially, but I think a part of me was just nervous, and I just felt like, oh no, came up with a hundred excuses of why it wouldn't work out. But that would have been nice just to experience mm-hmm. I, that. I mean, it was during the time of like two thousand and eight, you know, financial fall, you know. When you when you had the opportunity to, I'm just saying around that time frame. Mm-hmm. For you or for me? For you. Well, it wasn't. I mean, I could have. To be honest with you, I could have taken out loans because I still have student loans, and that could have just been added to that. It wouldn't have made a difference. That's true. Yeah. If I really wanted to, I could have, but I think at the time my boyfriend was also concerned about it, and I think that played a part in it, but. I mean, I was concerned about it, too. And I had the idea of traveling abroad, too. Um, but if I yeah, went to I thought, London, I thought about it. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, they speak English there. It's not so much of a language barrier. And I don't know. It's just like, why not? I don't think, you know, like, you're so afraid. Oh, what if this could have happened? That. But, like, the other half is, like, people do it all the time. Why not? Like. It would have been mm-hmm. for a short period of time. It would have been a wonderful experience. I don't know. I think, but I I do regret that too. Yeah. How about I think you? Mine, what do you regret? My, I was gonna say mine would have been. Uh, it goes even further back before college. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wish. I wish I wouldn't have let my fear get to me at the time. Um, in high school, I should have taken chemistry. I was. I felt like if I would have taken chemistry, I would have been more of a MacGyver than I am now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I would have concocted a bunch of like chemistry problems, you know, and eliminated and made up things maybe. Um, I don't know. It's it's like, yeah, it's kind of like a nerdy thing I wish I had done. I mean, it's never too late. I can still do that on my own time now. Yeah. But you know, it's kind of like one of those things that you're like, I wish I wouldn't have been so scared. I should have taken chemistry. Even if I would have failed it, I would have learned something. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Another thing I would say, I wish I would have in, in uh, at Columbia, I wish I would have stuck with the 2D, 2D class where you build mm-hmm. things with like mm-hmm. all those things, like the woodworking uh, machines yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yes. I, w- I wish I would have like done more with that and I just dropped out of that class because it was like overwhelming and I, I just mm-hmm. finished it but I wish I would have stuck with it it was fun but I don't I don't think it's for everybody I I know mm-hmm. I saw some of my classmates struggle mm-hmm. but but it was it was fun it was fun you, you have to be careful with the, obviously the machines but yeah yeah yeah, furniture they had furniture making and that would have been fun mm. mm-hmm. i wish i would have pursued video and audio more because that's the yeah. part that i think that i would have been happiest in but the program in my college was all over the place which i don't um which i don't just i like i'm grateful for that now but at the same time i didn't know what it was that I was going to be drawn to and they did touch on everything instead of focused you know 
And it wasn't until later on that they focused, but I then later on realized that, you know, this was really interesting, but it was very intimidating. Yeah. Um, but I wish I would have pursued that a little bit more. But at the same I mean, time, I feel I was like say, we, we, we have a big tool belt already. <laughs> you well, know what I mean? Yeah. Now it's much easier for everyone to do, but. Right. But that was four years of professional, you know, mm-hmm. lessons that if I would have continued could have been different. But at the same time, you know, that whatever career I would have pursued could be completely different in just a couple yeah. years. Technology just changes very quickly. But those yeah. courses when I was going to college weren't even invented yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So I know, like when I was, I guess, kind of like intermediate in college, they were starting to bring in like more digital photography. They mm-hmm. didn't have the equipment they have now, you know. Yeah, they didn't even have the equipment they had now. They have now. They barely had that equipment when I was in college. Barely. Yeah. This is the time before YouTube was even out the time before Facebook was even invented, the mm-hmm. time before Uber and Lyft <laughs> was even there. Yeah. 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 The crazy thing is now that um, a lot of those tech tech jobs, people are losing like their jobs in the tech field, which yeah. I find very interesting. It's mm-hmm. like easy come with an easy go. It's like, you know, unless yeah. you're independent, I guess. Yeah. That's the thing though. You know, I definitely don't regret anything. And I guess that's part of the rebirth process is that a lot of what I come to appreciate about myself and the risks that I take and the things that I was brave enough to do little by little was through self-growth and and personal evolution to give myself permission for those things, you know, and I've done what I could within that time frame. You know, because I, I did have a lot of obstacles to overcome. And sure, I feel like looking back, oh, yeah, I could have done more. But there's a lot of shit going on. So, yeah, you know, definitely. I feel like each time that I'm more open to meeting that evolution, that rebirth, it becomes tenfold. Like it moves quicker. And it feels like maybe to people who are looking from the outside in that oh that happened so quickly when it was really just years and years of piling up and people thinking I'm not doing anything or or assuming that I wasn't working on something you know whether it was internal or personal or educating myself you know when no one's around and no one's looking and people you know aren't there to see the efforts and the stuff I'm going through and what I am that's the thing as much as I can be such a stagnant person in some people's eyes I'm always moving I'm always developing I'm always thinking and that can sometimes be a hindrance but the more I've learned to work with it the more of an asset it becomes you know what I mean I guess mm-hmm. it depends. It depends on how someone sees that. Because to me, I don't see you as stagnant. I see you as committed. I see yeah. you as like consistent. And like I said earlier, it doesn't come easy to everyone. Everyone has like little bits that they 
they are very good at. But there's mm-hmm. also, you know, there's a flip side to that too. Yeah, that's so true. Because so- I see it as consistent. I wish I were as consistent in a lot of things I do. <laughs> but I, then again, then again, I wouldn't be a creator. You know, if 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 you know, I like to dabble my hands in a lot of things, but I wouldn't have learned the lessons I've learned had I not dabbled in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think I think that's true. We don't we don't give ourselves credit, and what other what in whichever way that looks sometimes our consistency. Or our like downtime, where like I think the truth of the matter is that we're we're always doing something. Like it's not like we're not doing anything. It's like in whatever way that looks, whether it's like we're studying, we're we're researching, we're being creative, we're doing this, this, and this. It doesn't look. It doesn't always look active, but it's always something in the background. Hey, you know, you know what they say, necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think we and, all do that in our own way, you know? Yeah, I was just going to include, uh, I know that feeling of like, that you're just sitting there twiddling thumbs when you're really not. And I feel mm-hmm. at least I'm Gen X. And so to the baby boomers, and I guess the generation that came before that, in case anybody didn't know what that's called, they call that the greatest generation. Mm. So, so to the greatest generation and the baby boomers, mm-hmm. I may look like I'm just sitting there on the computer twiddling my thumbs, but you know, I, my generation comes at a time where we started using computers for the first time. Mm. We know mm-hmm. what it's like before without having computers around and we know what it's like to have them and to apply them. And, and just because you're sitting down doesn't mean you're not doing anything because you're on the but, computer. <laughs> right, right. Or looking at your phone, checking emails. Like, oh, like, but to right. that generation, it looks that way because they've yeah. never known anything before that, you know? Right. So I have to sometimes like explain myself a little bit just so they don't mm-hmm. <laughs> think I'm just mm-hmm. like wasting my life away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, who knows mm-hmm. what the newer generations are, I mean, like... Who knows what they're they're onto, like VR and AR, you know. <laughs> We're gonna start creating fashion design clothing in the virtual world soon. Or yeah, already. Yeah, I think they have already. Yeah, yeah. So they're trying clothing. to do. Yeah, I mean, they have uh, virtual galleries. They they came up with that during the pandemic. Man, how are we going to deal with the virtual world once it's here? I think it's already here. We're just either choosing not to be a part of it or not. I mean, I mean, right now we—it's a choice, but yeah, eventually I think there'll be a time where we're all maybe have to, one way or another, be a part of that world. Yeah, and I—I I, I don't know. Um... Feeling like this is the moment in which the world isn't reborn yet. It's going through its death. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. honestly, this is the moment in humanity where you have the opportunity to evolve. And yeah. you have the opportunity to adjust and take on more information and 
reevaluate where you're at mentally, spiritually, physically, and decide what works for you and what doesn't. And where you're going to meet the world that is in the midst of its change. You have the opportunity to meet, be ahead of it and, you know, receive it or you get dragged along with it. But I think this is such a multi-leveled experience. And I think that's why so many people are drawn to shifting their old beliefs, their old lifestyle, their old way of existing. Mm, that's true. What a it makes time you, to be alive. It makes you question all those things because they can easily like, if you really think about like the virtual world versus this world, I guess. It's like changing your reality completely. You know? Definitely. Those things are, yeah. And I really do feel that I've just really spent some time personally reevaluating everything and my ideas of of where I want to go and what I want to create and where I'm looking to I guess distribute my personal energy and I don't feel connected to any of the things I used to hold on to. And a lot of it's now being torn down to the bones of everything again. And I think one of the things that, whether it was for the best or not, is that I'm not afraid to start over. Mm -hmm. Um, There are moments where I completely scrap things and there's times where I just tear it down to the bare bones and restart again. Mm -hmm. And that's not always a great thing, but I will say in this time, um, I feel like it's necessary because a lot of the foundations that we're all building upon are corrupt. And Mm. I think that moving in this world is going to take a lot more personal accountability. And I think that it's important to connect with yourself and re-identify and really reanalyze what you are contributing, what you're doing and who you are and how you are moving in the world. If it's just through, you know, your your fashion or your career or your lifestyle, things are shifting and it is an opportunity to re, like re, recreate yourself essentially. And kind of like what you noticed, Carol, is that a lot of the things that we do produce have been saturated and kind of taken apart and watered down into something completely different than what it used to mean. Um, After years of it being put through the the rinse cycle, you know? Yeah. They call it greenwashing. If you're not careful with what you're, you know, paying attention to. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything has its, Every single thing has its like duality. Yeah. 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 It's extreme. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I, that is interesting because when you look at life and like just diet, sleep, everything, mm-hmm. just everything, you have to have a balance. You can't have too much of anything. Right. Mm-hmm. 
It shakes your health. It shakes, you know, your rhythm, everything. So we are the sign of balance. <laughs> <laughs> and and so that we is which is a good reminder to live by, you know. Definitely. I agree. Is there any more thoughts? I, I think Final it was a good uh, I think it's a good subject to talk about and we can go on forever about it. Yeah. It's a it's a little like food for thought, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think that'll wrap it up until next time then. Um yeah. Hopefully sooner than later, I'm sure. (laughs) I would say the takeaways of today is ask those questions, those interesting questions. Never be too busy to not ask those questions, to know what's Mm -hmm. important in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, And be be intentional in what you're choosing to be a part of your life. Yeah. And the the last one is Mm -hmm. balance. The key is balance with everything. And don't be afraid to reinvent yourself or Mm -hmm. allow yourself to evolve and reanalyze your identity and your, your place in the world and how you move. Mm -hmm. And I would add to say that I think you were saying earlier, Olga, about like the things that you reanalyze are like the spirituality identity what was the other one that you said um the things that really matter to you like always reevaluate those things in your life no matter where you go they always need to be adjusted yes i agree with that okay ladies thank you for joining me today Thanks, everyone, who took the time to listen to this podcast. Hopefully, there's some food for thought, give you something to think about. And we'll see you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye.